We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to week two of the Prime Points show here on Roto-Grinders. I am Britt Devine, uh, coming in hot from the sports betting. Basically, all my takes, except Aaron Rodgers didn't go over his 234 yards. Uh, I don't know if he's going to have 234 yards uh, for the rest of his career, but uh, I guess we'll find out next year on that one. Uh, Back with Graham Barfield, back with Jake Tribby. Uh, Graham, what's going on? Uh, glad to be doing the show. Been digging through the uh, fantasy points data tool. Uh, just yeah. so many things to look at. Uh, just a, a great site you guys have put together over there. But uh, yeah, ready to dice it up for week two. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we had a, a pretty good track for week one. I feel like all of us together were kind of on the right track with a lot of our takes. So that felt good. And uh, it was an extremely low scoring week. I mean, that was that was a pretty brutal week of football. A lot of unders hit. A lot of dogs hit, so uh, you know. Hopefully, we get some more high-scoring games this week. I'm I'm excited for this week. The slate is a lot different than we were talking a little bit pre-show. It's a lot different this week than last week, so really excited for that too. 
Yeah, Hayden Hurst, tight end one. Is, is, oh, I believe that happened last week. Uh, probably won't happen again for the rest of the season. Uh, Jake, welcome to the show. What's going on, my man? Not much, man. Had a uh, had a pretty good week one of of DFS. I think outside of going zero uh, and two on my my betting picks here, uh, things things ended up going pretty well. I, I loved what I saw to Anthony Richardson. I'm sure we'll we'll talk about him a little bit more, but uh, yeah, excited to be here. Yeah. So uh, Jake, maybe there are some new people. They never even heard of Fantasy Points. You're a little bit of a niche site. You've grown in popularity over the past uh, year or two. Tell the people what they can find at Fantasy Points. What's going on over there? Uh, I know Scott put this together with a couple other big people. Uh, just a, a real fun site. The data tool is amazing. Uh, just to let people know what's happening over there. Yeah, so fantasypoints.com is the one-stop shop for everything related to football analysis. I'm talking DFS, season-long, player props, college football, dynasty, betting, draft analysis, injury insights. Cover every angle and distill it down to exactly what you need to know. Obviously, that's great, but what really separates fantasypoints.com to me, and keep in mind, I was a, I was a fan of the site before I, I worked here, um, is the quality of our writing and analysis. I'm, I'm a pretty good writer. I was mentored personally by Scott Barrett, who's an incredible writer. I won 2022 Football Writer of the Year, and yet I am the fifth, sixth, seventh best writer on the site. I mean, our writing quality is, is truly insane. If you read any article on the site, you'll see exactly what I mean. And tons of them are free, too. So there's really no reason not to. Um, and I haven't even mentioned the data suite. I mean, we have by far the most comprehensive suite of data tools specifically geared for fantasy football players. And I, I think that's very important to highlight. Um, and access to that data costs just $50 this year. I mean, it's a massive steal. And we will uh, we will highlight these great data tools on the show um, as we go along here. So yeah, fantasypoints.com, really awesome site. If you're into analyzing football, you, you really just need a subscription. It's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, and I would say not just fantasy football, but daily fantasy football because oh, yeah. uh, you need you need access to all this stuff. Uh, I absolutely love it. We used to have the Gridiron IQ uh, here at Roto Grinders, which was great, but uh, the uh, Fantasy Points data tool uh, absolutely blows that out of the water to me. Uh, all right, so let's talk about some takeaways from Week One, and maybe if we can translate them into Week Two, we can move on through that throughout the show. But Graham, what did you think of NFL in Week One? Yeah, what stood out to you? What positions, what teams, what can we use moving forward this week and maybe over the next couple of weeks for DFS? Yeah, I just think league-wide, you know, watching the games and re-watching the games the last couple of days and pouring through the data, offensive line play was awful in week one, uh, legitimately awful. Pressure rate was extremely high. I think the median pressure rate was hovering somewhere around 40%. Usually it's around 30 to 32%. Uh, yards before contact for most running backs was atrocious. There was multiple running backs like Joe Mixon, uh, Cam Akers, Rashad White, all below uh, one yard before contact blocked. Uh, just really, really bad week for run games, really, really bad for pass protection. I think we saw a few really good run games with the Chargers. Uh, almost matter, it almost uh, matters that Rashawn Slater and Corey Lindsley are back healthy for the Chargers offensive line. They absolutely shredded the Dolphins on the ground. Uh, but by and large, I think my biggest takeaway is just how behind a lot of these offensive lines are. I think it'll pick back up quickly, but just for now, you know, I think we're, we're seeing some defensive front dominance and some weak spots along many offensive lines along the league. Yeah, I know. I think a bunch of unders hit in, in week one. Yeah. And uh, I think I saw a thread on Twitter where when that happens, uh, it seems like it, it, it don't bet all the unders this week is basically what I'm saying. It's very unlikely to happen again because yeah. this was the first game. They didn't really play too much preseason. 
so mm-hmm. the, the offenses will adjust a little bit and maybe the scoring does go up a little bit that's a, sort of a, a takeaway i have that from a uh, betting standpoint jake do you have any specific thoughts on that anything stand out to you specifically that that you want to talk about I mean, I, I think you guys nailed it in, in terms of the scoring stuff. I mean, for me, first of all, I mean, Zay Flowers, his usage was absolutely absurd this week, and he looked great with the ball in his hands. I mean, he's going to be super popular, um, you know, in these upcoming weeks for DFS. It'll be really interesting to see. I mean, I, I believe he had a 60% uh, first read target share, which is just an absurd number. Um, I doubt it'll, you know, be that high, assuming Mark Andrews comes back. But still, he looked really good with the ball in his hands. Um, really love Zay Flowers. Obviously, the Rams, the usage we saw out of Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams was very surprising. Um, but also, I mean, I just loved what I saw from the Colts. Like the run game revolved around Anthony Richardson. The team mm-hmm. posted a positive pass rate over expectation. We saw Deion Jackson earn 18.5 expected fantasy points. He was terrible. I mean, if Zach Moss comes back, he's 4,700 in DFS uh, on DraftKings this week. Like we'll talk about him later, but he's going to be a total smash play. But really, I mean, Deion Jackson being inefficient is just even better for Richardson because they're just going to run him so much in the red zone. Um, you know, I, I think Anthony Richardson is, you know, a, a pretty like has pretty good odds to finish as a top six fantasy quarterback this week. And I'm, I'm really excited because I took a ton of him in best ball. So, yeah, and we'll have a we'll have a little segment on Richardson versus uh, maybe another popular quarterback uh, once we start talking some DFS. Uh, but yeah, Graham, you want to wrap it up? Anything else? Takeaways really stand out to you that Zay Flowers, the first read stuff, you can get access to all of that uh, on the, the on the, the fantasy points tools. but when teams are drawing up these first read plays for a rookie like Zay Flowers, I mean, this is some very important stuff you need to know uh, to be able to use for DFS and sports. But I mean, if we knew they were going to do that, right, we would have been smashing the overs uh, all, all week long on that. Anything else stand out to you? Um, yeah, I mean, just in regard to the Ravens, you know, it was Zay Flowers at the top in terms of route share. He was around 85 to 86 percent. And then OBJ was around 70, 75 percent. And then they just like rotated. Isaiah likely was a part time player this week. You know, he was the chalkiest of the chalk. Uh, reason he didn't get there is because he was running around on like 50 percent of the dropbacks. Uh, I, you know, they need Mark Andrews back. I think. Uh, Flowers' first read target share will will go down obviously massively, but Mm -hmm. if anything, uh, it's probably a bull case for him long term to be around like 25% as the Ravens lead wide receiver. Uh, One final takeaway I had just from the Giants Cowboys game on Sunday night it's like Tony Pollard is, you know, if you drafted him in your season long league, you got to be sitting pretty right now. Uh, And this week, you know, it's a tough matchup against the Jets, but he's only 7,400 on DK, I believe. Yeah, Uh, 7,500 on DK. If he's going to get all the goal line work, guys, like he is going to be a monster play every single week, regardless of matchup. Uh, Last year, Pollard only got 12 carries inside the 10 yard line, scored three touchdowns on those. Against the Giants on uh, Sunday night, he got five carries inside the 10, scored two touchdowns. Uh, Last year, Zeke was third among all running backs and inside the 10 carries with 26. I mean, even if Pollard gets to like 20 to 25 this year, I mean, his his upside weekly is is crazy good, especially with this Cowboys defense being amazing. I mean, they're going to keep him in so many games, uh, keep Pollard involved in a lot of games, a lot of good game scripts this year. So I'm going to be heavy on Tony Pollard, and I think this week will probably be a week where not many people will be super heavy on him uh, against this tough Jets front. But uh, I think Pollard projects really, really well as a uh, as a value early in the week here. Yeah, with no Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the t- he, there's got to be an extra touchdown baked into the Cowboys offense oh, yeah. because of I mean, turnover expectations. Nine and a half now, I think. Got yeah. blown up, man. I mean, it's they're nine and a half point favorites now. 
Yeah. yeah, so that's uh, to be expected. Uh, but yeah. there's a couple takeaways uh, from Graham and Jake about week one. We'll try to continue this segment throughout the season and see if there's anything else we can sort of dive into and figure out what we can use for both DFS and sports betting. Uh, but I want to go to our stand segment. We're going to be doing this as well, where we, we sort of take a stand every single week on uh, a team, a game, something like that. Uh, mine last week was uh, I thought there was a total – that was way too low given the defenses that these offenses were playing. That was the Packers-Bears. I think the Packers almost hit the 43 total themselves. They're still scoring points. Um, my take this week, we'll get to it uh, in the sports betting segment, uh, is I have a uh, – there's a team out there that's a home underdog, and I don't know why. They should certainly be the favorite in my opinion. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, Graham, going to you. What's your stand for the week? Yeah, I'm going to be double stacking a and LA quarterback. Uh, and I think this quarterback is probably going to be pretty popular. Great matchup. We'll talk about it a little bit in the DFS segment, but both of his receivers are cheap, cheap enough, project extremely well, especially given their, their price range. We'll talk about it a little bit later. I'm excited. All for that. right. Jake, close us out with the stands. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm buying low on one of these New York offenses, and it is definitely the offense you think it is. Um, but we will. We will talk. Can't about be that the Jets. I mean, Brees Hall, man. Uh, what? I mean, it could be the uh, Mets. The quarterback. Yeah. It could be the Mets. You, I mean, come on. It could be the <laughs> Mets. Too late for that. Too late for that. Okay. That's, yeah. uh, it's also too late for the Yankees too. So. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, with that out of the way, I want to tell you about our friends over at Ticketmaster. Uh, more memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat maps give you a 360-degree preview of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find your tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. All right, let's talk some DFS, right? It's Tuesday. We don't have ownership projections. We don't really know who's going to be highly owned. Uh, there's a lot of injury news still to be settled. So take everything we say with this as, a, you know, with a grain of salt, because nothing on Tuesday is certainly going to be set in stone. Uh, but I, I guess, Jake, I want to go to you first. What are... Some of your DFS plays, what are your early thoughts on the week? I know you write a, a very early week article uh, over at Fantasy Points, so you've probably actually dug into this more than 99.99% of people already. Uh, let's go to you first. What are you looking at? Yeah, so I write the uh, the DFS early look over at Fantasy Points. Totally free article. It comes out uh, Tuesday mornings. Um, but yeah, looking ahead to this week, I, I really like Purdy double stacks. Um, Brock Purdy only 5,700. I mean, we saw him play really strong game last weekend. I mean, one of the most uh, you know efficient quarterbacks on a per-start basis that, that we've seen. 19.8 DraftKings fantasy points per game and his um, eight fully healthy starts. On this slate, that ranks behind only Josh Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Fields. Um, and like I said, I mean, just a tremendously efficient quarterback, uh, the doubles with him, I think are great because, you know, you can work in McCaffrey who saw just amazing usage in a blowout win, a hundred percent of red zone snaps, his season high last year with San Francisco was 62%. Elijah Mitchell had a, a career low since the McCaffrey trade snap share of 15%. Um, so love McCaffrey, obviously Debo, IU Kittle, all strong plays there. Um, 
beyond uh beyond that um i've been looking at um oh obviously i mentioned zach moss i mean um yeah he's gonna be like by far the most popular running back, I think, if he plays. I mean, Deion Jackson is terrible, and we saw him earn a bell cow workload last week. Another guy I'm looking at is uh, Travis Etienne. Um, he posted by far the best route share of his career at 83% in week one. His previous high was 58%, and his five receptions in week one were his most since the 2020 college football playoff. Um, and in a game, you know, playing the Chiefs as underdogs, things could get away from Jacksonville here. I really like Etienne um, as like a run back if you are stacking Mahomes. Um, and uh, yeah, another a game stack that I'm really going to be heavy on. I think most people will be looking at Kansas City, Jacksonville. That is the highest total of the slate. I've been looking at Seattle, Detroit. I mean, obviously, we saw this game shoot out last year. Jared Goff and Amon Ra at home are just absolute monsters. Um, so I, I think that's going to be a game that, you know, I'm, I'm going to be all over. That'll probably be my highest stone game this week, but again, you know, it's Tuesday. So, uh, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Jake, I want to ask you, cause, uh, we, you know, we wanted to talk about this with Patrick Mahomes, you know, every, I think everyone's going to be totally, or targeting the KC Jacksonville game and everyone wants to play double stacks and triple stacks and you run it back with somebody. One with Patrick Mahomes, if Travis Kelsey plays and everything's good to go on him, that's the obvious pairing, right? I feel personally, if you get the one or two other pieces of the seven or eight players on Kansas City that could have a good game, you're obviously going to be doing well in a tournament. But you have to burn so many lineups in my opinion with this if you're trying to double stack obviously the Mahomes Kelsey makes a lot of sense is there anything we can take away from that Kansas City offense week one without Travis Kelsey that we can put into a game where Travis Kelsey plays that we can figure out anything for DFS it's just it seems almost impossible to figure out what this Kansas City offense is going to look like outside of those two pieces this year yeah, I'm I'm having a really hard time deciphering things. I mean, both uh, Rasheed Rice and Kadarius Tony saw really good target volume relative to their route share, but they also both uh, only ran like 11 or 12 routes each. Um, you know, uh, Sky Moore was out there a lot, didn't see many targets. It's you know, it's just really tough to decipher. Um, I think you know, beyond uh, Mahomes and and Kelsey, I'm probably looking at at MVS as gross as it is. And, you know, after that, you know, mostly the Jacksonville side of, of that game, it, it is really tough at the same time though. Um, you know, I think if, if you do want to stack that game, it makes a lot of sense to fire, you know, like 150 sets and, and MME. So that way you can, you know, cover a lot of these ancillary options with Kansas city. Yeah. If I was like playing a single entry, I don't know, unless it's just Mahomes and Kelsey, I don't know. It's pretty tough to, to try to run it back. Do you have any takes on this Kansas City offense? It's going to be a very popular oh my gosh. game. I really like the ETN call from Jake because yeah. uh, sort of what I, the Gibbs reception stuff didn't come through week one, but Kansas City, that they just give it up to receive, or to running backs out of the backfield. And if ETN's going to have that pass-catching role, uh, this Tank Bigsby, Bigsby stuff has sort of fallen by the wayside. ETN, at least for week one, established himself as close to a, a, as a bell cow as you can get. But what can we do with this Kansas City offense, Graham? Because I don't know, it just looks it looks like a mess trying to figure something out other than Mahomes to Kelsey. Yeah, I'm with you, Jake, on ETN this week for sure. Love that call. As for the KC offense, I'm kind of with Jake that MVS might be my favorite if Kelsey plays. Uh, he's got the one like breakneck, you know, big playability. 
in this offense. We know he's going to be out there for at least 70% of the routes. Uh, I really, I'm, I'm with you though. I, I think in general, uh, if Kelsey plays and you're, you're building Mahomes teams, it's centered around Kelsey and Mahomes. And then you're, you're just, you know, praying to get the Jags guys, right. Uh, on FanDuel real quick. I mean, Calvin Ridley's price, he's like $100 cheaper, uh, than the wide receiver one Jamar chase on FanDuel on DraftKings. He's still a, uh, he's still a really strong value. I think he's not, uh, priced up. Uh, correctly just yet so I, I think Ridley will project probably is the highest on player I, I know we don't have ownership projections in but he's only 7200 I believe uh, he's going to be massive massive chalk on DK this week given given that game total given that game environment also given I mean there's not a ton of high total game this week so I, I think it'll just kind of boost up that game even more yeah it's ugly which uh, I, I don't know what else are, are you looking at from a DFS perspective Graham out there sure. in the streets if it's if it's not Kansas City, Jacksonville, that game's going to get talked up beyond belief uh, across every part of Roto-Grinders, <laughs> uh, every yeah. part of Fantasy Points articles uh, over the course of this week. What else uh, could there possibly be? Yeah, it will. It will. That game's going to get steamed. I am going to be all in on, on Justin Herbert doubles. Uh, Mike Williams got hurt in the middle of the game. Uh, Austin Eckler got hurt in the middle of the game. And I was mentioning at the top, they ran the ball so freaking well. They didn't really have to throw it that much to stay in the game. You know, they just ran so well, even with Joshua Kelly. This is a totally different spot, though. Justin Herbert up against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, what do we know about Mike Vrabel defenses? He loves to funnel to the pass. He loves to funnel specifically to the outsides. And again, last week, I mean, Bray, you were, I mean, you were on him, man. I mean, Olave, Thomas, Rashid, all those dudes got there. Uh, last year, Titans gave up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. Like if you just bend it out to like the outside versus inside guys, it doesn't really matter. Like they stink everywhere. Gave up 51 fantasy points in week one. Only the Chargers gave up more. Uh, thanks to a guy named Tyreek Hill. So, yeah, I think Keenan Allen projects really well. He'll probably come in a lot lower on than Calvin Ridley. And then Mike Williams is, is way too cheap, man. Like uh, this past week, you know, uh, Kellen Moore told us during the offseason, like, hey, I really want to get Mike Williams involved in the slot more, right? Like we got to take advantage of his speed. We got to take advantage of his size. And I know he didn't have a good game in the box score, but he ran 45% of his routes from the slot. Like that would have easily been a season high last year. Uh, he was at 15% in the slot in the old offense under Joe Lombardi. So that's, I mean, that's kind of huge for Mike Williams long-term is for him to just get some more layup targets in the slot, use his size and speed against some smaller ZBs and, and some linebackers will be nice. And I, I mean, Keenan still got it, man. Just watching the game this morning, like he's, you know, 31, but I mean, he's out there shaking dudes like he's 28. We'll see how long it lasts. But for, for now, I mean, Keenan's fully healthy. I think Justin Herbert is going to go off in this game. My, my big question then becomes is like, who to play on the Titans because Ryan Tannehill was so bad last week, uh, just forcing jump ball after jump ball to DeAndre Hopkins. So uh, I, I kind of like Chick Conquo as a, as a bring back early in the week, but by and large, I mean, Titans, the Titans might fold in the spot. Uh, if anything, I might bet chargers here. So if Austin Eckler's out is Josh Kelly this week's Jamal Williams, it's the same team. Yeah. It, it, are, are we all going to hold hands and, play the same guy against the Titans run defense for a second week in a row. He was going to project similarly. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I would assume like Jamal Williams only came in around, you know, 15, 20%. I would assume Josh Kelly would be significantly yeah. higher around yeah, yeah. Um, this week. Cause he doesn't have the reputation of being terrible. Like Jamal Williams does. <laughs> uh, he, Williams did score a lot of touchdowns, but we all know those are, uh, can be a lot of variants year to year in touchdown scoring. Uh, a couple of things I want to talk about Anthony Richardson. I mean, I don't know. 
I would have, if I was doing DraftKings pricing, I know they don't make huge adjustments. They let it take a couple of weeks, but I would have vaulted him directly into the 7K tier of quarterbacks with yeah. his uh, rushing ability. He's just 6,300. With that Jacksonville game, Trevor Lawrence is 6,700. Jake, this is going to be, this is going to cause some, you know, dispersed ownership off of Richardson specifically in cash. I think I'm, you know, it's Tuesday. I generally main cash. I do dabble in tournaments for uh, NFL. It's basically the only sport I'll, I'll throw my head into those. But uh, I don't know. Richardson looks pretty good at 6,300 as a quarterback. Would you take him over, you know, a more established quarterback in the game of the week, Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love Richardson. I, I think he's the top, like the clear top quarterback play of the week, um, especially in cash. Like you need that rushing floor. Um, and he's just, I mean, he's such a good athlete. And, you know, with the six design rush attempts, led all quarterbacks this past week. Um yeah, he's he's a tremendous talent, and I think you know the best is yet to come for Richardson. The yeah. the six design rushing attempts that's like Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields territory already. It's week yeah. one, you know, and like I, I was kind of off Richardson last week. I thought you know Jags pass rush would get there a little bit more, and you know he got a fluky pick from Tank Bigsby, you know, ball clanging off his helmet. But you're you're right, Richardson looked the part, looked poised accuracy was was pretty good i mean i think the big takeaway from him week one was they didn't really let him chuck it uh only two throws of, of 20 plus yards downfield uh, we want to obviously see that come up hopefully it comes up this week with the texans uh this game has like sneaky sneaky like you know kind of bad shootout appeal like there's gonna probably yeah, gonna be a couple yeah. turnovers but man this this game could get to 50 you stole you just stole uh so i haven't written up the over yet on scores and odds but i'm debating it because yeah. this is this is the what sneaky is it again? stack it's it's under 40 oh it's i think 40, it's like yeah. like 39 or 40 and it's 40 this, even this to me is the stack because it was a very concentrated route tree in week one and whatever happens in week one we do like to react to it but i don't know it seems like it's gonna like these offenses are gonna do the same thing again right it's going to be michael Pittman. it's gonna be i think zach moss will be a pretty good play you can run that back. It was all Robert Woods. Uh, it was all uh, Nico Collins, right? Very concentrated offense in the passing game. So this looks like a really intriguing stack from both sides. It's reasonably cheap. We don't have uh, the, uh, I don't know, the mega wide receivers. We don't have Tyreek Hill. We don't have Justin Jefferson this week. Chase disappointed a little bit. We'll see how high his ownership gets. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm on this Houston Indianapolis game to be uh, a little bit higher scoring. And if that is, these guys look pretty good in DFS. Uh, a couple other wide receivers I'm on. I really like Amon Ross St. Brown, maybe more from a cash perspective than a tournament. He did average 21.5 DraftKings points per game last year at home. And that is also where Jared Goff excelled. And they're going up against the Seattle, you know, Seattle last year, right? They, no one wanted to play pass catchers against Seattle. And then the Rams go out there and dice them up. So we'll have to see what happens in there. But Amon Ra has been too good, uh, dating back all the way to last season. Uh, and I think he looks very, very juicy at that 7,800. I like Ridley. I like Allen. Uh, I don't know. Do we need to? Last week, we're all clamoring for the 3K wide receivers, and we all generally missed on which 3K wide receiver uh, was the one that we needed. Now they're all like 5K wide receivers. Do we need a 5K wide receiver this week, or can we just – you know, if we get Kelly and we have Zach Moss, and I think we all agree Moss is a little bit better than Deion Jackson, so he'll project quite a bit better, and he should be the guy if he's back this week. 
you know, a, a trio of Allen, Amonra, Calvin Ridley. I mean, that looks pretty juicy if you can make it. Last week, you were able to jam in three of the top wide receivers. You can still do that this week, I think. Uh, that's where I'm leaning to start the week. It's Tuesday. Who knows what really happens? Uh, but those are a couple of my DFS thoughts uh, right now. Oh, and one, uh, I know the blitz for Mr. Derek Hardy was really high on Tampa Bay last week. They're playing the Bears. It's Tampa Bay stacks. Let's get some Baker Mayfield uh, shipping a million dollars. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, and Kate Otten basically was what almost like an every snap player. Uh, was, you yeah. can make some really fun teams. White, uh, I believe he showed up on the Bell Cow report or one, one of there's so many different reports on uh, on the Fantasy Points data suite that he looks like he he could have a little bit higher performance than what he posted in week one. So a lot of fun yeah. ways to make if you sort if you sort by snap share, I think he was like RB five on the week. Yeah, he's yep. he's yeah. way up there. Yeah, that's where it was. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. ETN usage is nice too, man. I mean, good lord. That's like that'd be the I think it was the fourth highest of his career. Tank um, Bigby, bro, man. He's gonna come in and steal all the work from him. That's definitely yeah. I, I think I mean people I think people have pointed this out before. If Tank had a different name, like he probably wouldn't have got as near as much hype. Like if his name was just like John Bigsby, you know, like he would not <laughs> have gotten near as much hype. <laughs> Who'd they draft? Yeah. Uh, uh real, real quick, we have a second. Jake brought up Purdy double stacks, and that was like almost my stand. I I, I almost made that my stand this week. I love that call because you know you're kind of mentioning uh there's probably not gonna be a ton of need for 5k receivers this week, especially because the top is so good. But Debo and Ayuk are still too cheap playing the Rams like I, I love that call and Purdy has just been like a walking you know 250 and two line you know if the Rams do push them a little bit and, and force them to throw a little bit I think there's some some under uh underrated upside with with Purdy so Jake what I do love you think that of Purdy call. is he yeah. is he good or is he good because he has Debo Samuel Brandon Ayub George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey uh, it's probably a combination of both. Like he's definitely better than like Nick Mullins. Um, I don't think he's like some world beating quarterback or anything like that, but no. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just in a great pop- position. And the other nice yeah. thing about Birdie is like, because he like, isn't really perceived as a rushing quarterback. Like he never carries any ownership. He'll probably be a little more popular this week because he projects very well. Uh, but last week he was 1%, which was just like in, in big tournaments, which was just ridiculous. He'll probably be, you know, three, four, 5% this week. But even then, I mean, no one's going to want to double stack him. Like for whatever reason, I think people perceive these San Francisco double stacks as being kind of gross when in reality, they're just, they're super juicy. Yeah. And Purdy can play, man. Dude, his yeah. pocket awareness is good. Like he they they blitzed him a ton and he stood in there. He he hangs in the pocket. Uh, I mean, he he doesn't have a live arm. You know, it's not like he's got the best arm talent in the NFL. It's not like he's gonna be pushing wow throws to the boundaries, but I mean he processes well, he hangs in the pocket, he delivers quick and accurate balls over the middle. And with this offense, like that's all you really need, man, is just like be within rhythm and timing put it in the right spot and these guys will run after the catch. We saw that time and time again this week against a good defense too. Uh, now they play a really, really bad defense. <laughs> so we're doing pretty double stacks. We'll throw in Keenan Allen from Graham. We'll do uh, what Mike Evans, maybe a Zach Moss. Sound good. We're, we're getting there. Oh yeah. We're getting that's, there. That's a million right, dollar we'll, lineup. Yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll throw something together. Uh, all right. Uh, if you like that, uh, I was showing lineup HQ during all that for those watching on YouTube. Uh, if you like lineup HQ, uh, NFL is here and we're more ready than ever. Our team of experts and suite of tools. You can let Roto-Grinders handle all the legwork so you can work less and win more this NFL season. You can get access to everything we have to offer at a special discount available only to those without a current Roto-Grinders 
subscription. So if you don't have anything and you want to check it out, you can get $50 off uh, a limited time price for the season of $375. You get lineup HQ, all the articles and everything else we have to offer here at Roto Grinders. All right, let's get to my personal favorite part of the show. Well, I, I love sports betting. I love DFS, but guys, let's get into the data tools here at fantasy points. Uh, I guess, Jake, I'm going to start with you with the bell cow report because we're going to need running backs that touch the ball a lot, that get a lot of fantasy points, that can turn their expected fantasy points. I don't want Deion Jackson in his 18.5 expected fantasy points when he gets 5.8, right? I want Austin Eckler when he's expected to get 23 and he scores 29. That's what I'm looking for. What can we figure out? I'm looking at the bell cow report right now. What's on here? What can we use for week two? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yeah, so, um, you know, we, we default our sort by expected fantasy points, which is, you know, I think clearly the, the most important stat for running backs. What really stood out to me here, I mean, obviously, you know, Ty- Tyler Algier uh, really hurting uh, B. John Robinson's usage, finish- finishing ninth in expected fantasy points. But the big surprise to me was Javonta Williams, um, who actually tied with Algier. Uh, I did not expect Javonta Williams to see this big of a workload in week one. I think that bodes very well for his future fantasy prospects. It does concern me a little bit coming off the big knee injury that they're feeding him so much. But at the same time, I mean, you know, if you drafted him, you're, you're sitting pretty. 
Um, and then if we if we sort by snapshot, I mean, we already discussed guys like Rashad White, James Conner, obviously didn't perform very well, but snaps are extremely important to, you know, running backs producing. Um, and, you know, those guys as late round volume based picks do seem to be, you know, overall correct process. At the same time, though, if they you know, if they continue to underperform, there would be a bit of a risk that they could get benched. Um, but, uh, we can also filter, um, to, uh, just, uh, inside the 20. So if you go to the, uh, advanced filters on the left, yeah. And then pl- under play filters and then yards to goal. Um, I think it's to the uh, left, the left column. Yeah, there you go. Inside the 20. Uh, then we will see usage and snap shares, um, from just the red zone, which is super helpful. Um, so I had a tweet earlier today that Christian McCaffrey and Rashad White were the only two players who saw 100% of their team's red zone snaps. Obviously super valuable for their respective roles. I thought Raheem Mostert's usage was also pretty like surprisingly good. He actually led uh, all running backs in snaps from uh, either out wide or in the slot. Plus he had the great red zone usage. And then, you know, Kyron Williams, I mean, talk about the surprise of the week. Like everyone thought like Cam Akers rushing prop was like high seventies, low eighties. And then Kyron Williams comes in and absorbs all the usage. I mean, uh, yeah. And you can, you can figure all this stuff out in the bell cup report. I mean, it tells you everything you need to know. For those running waivers, Kyron Williams or Joshua Kelly uh, as your RB one oh, yeah. ad, which one? Yeah, I'm going Kyron. I got Kyron yeah. as the top one. Me too. Uh, yeah, I, I go. I yeah. Go Kyron Cam, I, I've been a Cam Akers stand for a long time. Florida state boy. I loved him yards created, but man, he uh, Achilles tears are no joke. Very, very few running backs can come back from him. And, you know, I think the, the Kyron usage might be an indictment on just that, you know. But yeah, Belkow Report is probably the single most valuable tool for running backs on the internet. And those filters on the left hand side, I mean, between uh, filtering, you know, between yards to goal, filtering by quarter, filtering by down to down and distance, you can see, you know, which backs are playing on long down and distance that's something like joe mixon has never actually done well uh but seriously bell, bell cow report is is the i mean i spent probably four hours in there this morning just up, yeah. updating my notes and get my articles ready i got a question for you these are all downloadable as well correct uh yep the csv so if you click the down uh, it looks like the download button in the bottom left corner mm-hmm. of the filters on the left hand side uh, go all the oh, way. Oh, yep. yep. there. Right, right there. Yeah. So I'm not yeah, going to do it for right everybody there. live, yeah, but yeah. yeah, for those of you who are data nerds and have your own Excel capabilities, which I uh, have lacked in over the years, a little better than they used to be, but certainly nowhere uh, where they need to be, uh, you can download all of this stuff right into your spreadsheets and use this as your main data source. Uh, what do you want to talk about, Graham? You want to go the wide receiver running back efficiency? You got something else up your sleeve? Yeah, let's do that. We'll do that. And we'll uh, we'll look at some efficiency for receivers. Uh, Tyreek Hill. I mean, <laughs> we'll pop at the top here when we get there. Uh, but yeah, efficiency report is going to be your one stop shop, kind of like bell cow report. You know, we we chase volume at running back efficiency doesn't really matter too much. Uh, but this is your your efficiency report for for everything rushing and receiving. Uh, we sort by uh, let's sort by. Uh, go to the right, and we'll sort by yards per route run. Yeah, that middle stat there. We might have to get a, a target filter. Probably will. Brees Hall, look at that. Oh, my goodness. Every single efficiency stat. But, yeah, you can sort by yards per route run. Uh, you can go up to position, and we can look at just a just receiver here. Yeah, we'll just look at receiver. 
and uh, it should be Tyreek Hill at the top. I think Brandon Ayuk was second in yards yep. per route run this past week. Um, yeah, this is just the the spot for for every efficiency stat, stat you can have. Look, CD Lamb, small efficiency, uh, small sample. Obviously, didn't have to throw very much, but strong efficiency from him. If Giants kept that game moderately close, Lamb would have had like 120. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, your spot for filtering through efficiency. If, if you want to go to the left-hand side, again, advanced filters, you have all the coverage stats you could possibly want um, and go through uh, and sort through there. But yeah, efficiency, report, good spot here. Yeah, just so much data, yards after contact, touches. If you just want your basic stuff, see how many targets you got. Like DeAndre Hopkins, right? Uh, just what? 13 targets week one alpha his whole career not really sure how it's going to show week one boom comes right out focal point of the passing offense great run back this week uh if you're trying to play herbert if you're trying yeah. to play keenan allen or mike williams absolutely love uh, deandre hopkins and uh chig didn't really pop on any statistics but that dude was well, running route he was running routes and he yeah. was out there more than he's ever been uh, he's yeah, also really career high snap rate for him. And Ryan Tannehill missed him on like a gorgeous flea, flick, flea flicker. It was like the most perfect design and Chig was wide open. He missed him. Uh, I, I like Chig this week. Nuke, man, 13 targets against that Saints secondary. They they needed to dial up some more plays to trail on Burks and get these other guys involved. That they, Their passing offense completely stagnated. But yeah, I'm with you on Hopkins being a, a pretty strong play this week. Yeah, I, I don't see them really going away from Hopkins any point yeah. in the season. Uh, maybe it's Ryan Tannehill. Maybe it's Hopkins being a little older. But uh, I don't know. I think he's still clearly the uh, miles ahead of Burks in terms of overall NFL talent right now. Uh, all right, let's talk some sports bets. Uh, this is, uh, you know, I have access here. I live in New York. I have access to I don't know, 10 different sports books. I can play all the fantasy pick em sites. I'm in heaven over. I got DFS, literal heaven to be a professional gambler, DFS player, et cetera, et cetera. So sports betting is becoming pretty popular uh, nationwide. Uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, and plenty of other sports sites uh, as well. Uh, but I've got a couple of bets this week that I'm really interested on. And I teased at the beginning a team I thought Vegas – well, Vegas don't, don't make the lines anymore, right? Someone overseas <laughs> makes them, and then everyone else in America copies them right to the T as fast as possible so they don't get harbed out or anything like that. Uh, but the team that's the underdog that I'm on this week is the Atlanta Falcons. So they are – they have established the run. I don't, I'm, I'm, you know, I love the the guys over at established the run, but the Falcons have established the run, and the Packers, for a long, long time, have been absolutely horrible against the run. And this is going to play right into the Falcons' hands this week. First, the Packers. This is their second road game. This is the Falcons' second home game. I, I think the Falcons have a reasonably good defense. I don't have to worry about Jair Alexander. With Drake London's one, you know, getting what one target to, over under two targets for Drake London this week. I'll take the under uh, unless this game gets really out of hand. But I'm on the Falcons. I just think Bijan, I, I think uh, Algier, these guys are just going to run all over the Packers. Ball control. Uh, I don't know why they're the home underdog, be just because the Packers went out and scored a bunch of points against the Bears. The Bears' defense was truly horrific last year. It doesn't look like anything's changed. The Falcons, I think, have a reasonably good defense, and they're going to play some of that against Jordan Love. Uh, I expect a close game, and it was a little closer to a pick em. I think you can get them at plus 106 on FanDuel currently. 
it doesn't really make much sense to me. I think this line should be flipped. Uh, either of you have a take. This is basically my biggest stand of the week right now. I like it personally. Uh, you know, Packers probably going to catch a little steam. Uh, we'll see. We'll see tomorrow what it looks like. But uh, I'm with you on Falcons defense being a lot better than people thought. Uh, they've added some actually good players like Jesse Bates at safety. Uh, you know, Jeff Okuda didn't play in week one, but, you know, I have a lot of respect for AJ Terrell as a player. Uh, they don't have a great pass rush, but they, you know, they have serviceable players along the defensive line now that can actually stop the run. So I, I'm with you. I think Falcons defense is a little underrated. Jordan Love had some really big splash plays this past week. Obviously, he had the big play to Aaron Jones, but uh, our data team charted him as off target at the third highest rate this past week. Love has incredible arm talent, but he's he's going to throw some picks this year. There's going to be some some wildly off target throws. I'm bullish on Love long term, actually, but I'm I'm with you in this spot. I I, I like Falcons, and uh, I, I might actually take this myself, especially at plus money. That's that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Graham, so I followed you in on one. So uh, we talked about this pre-show. I. They're, they weren't on the main slate, so it sort of yeah. blew my mind when the Cleveland Browns were just minus two against the Steelers. Why don't you talk about this one? Yeah, I love Browns minus two. I got it at minus 110 on DraftKings. Uh, I was on this last week. I just think the Browns have a really good defense. I think they have the perfect defensive coordinator for their talent. And we saw this week, I mean, Miles Garrett was lining up at like – all over the place. I mean, he's lining up out wide. They're putting him at three tech. They're Euro stepping him with like playing him as a linebacker, like an off ball linebacker than blitzing him. Uh, yeah. Just bananas. Good usage for Gary. And it, you know, Schwartz is a very aggressive coach this week. They're going to play Kenny Pickett without Deontay Johnson. Who's his only receiver that can like get open quickly. You know, George Pickens is just a vertical guy. Uh, Allen Robinson is only a slot player now. So I, I think Brown should be, be at least getting three uh, i was surprised they're at two i think this will move to two and a half three tomorrow uh, and i'm getting it on now but it's really just more about brown's defense i just i have a lot i i think this this is a defense to be bullish on and and i think they're going to be, be completely uh they're going to completely outman the steelers offense in this brown's game. offense also much better than the steelers offense so yeah that's the other thing like talent mismatch yeah what watson missed throws he he grounded a couple throws that that were open but by and large they moved the ball well chubb looked great run game looked great watson was you know getting a couple design carries so yeah, I'm still uh I'm still there's yeah, there's a couple twos out there. DK Bet Rivers. I think that's Unibet. So yeah, hop on that too. Jake, I'm on the Giants as well. Why don't you talk about them? We'll get both of your bets. We'll circle around. We'll we'll get all these bets out of the way right now. All right. Yeah. So the uh you know, a Giants obviously got blown out by Dallas, like totally embarrassed. But I think this line against Arizona is a pretty big overreaction. It, you know, start I think it was four this morning and it's out to five and a half pretty much any everywhere. I think it closes closer to six, six and a half. Arizona, I mean, come on, they're they're a disaster. New York is not gonna look that bad um in future weeks. Like air like the difference between uh Dallas's pass rush and Arizona's pass pass rush is absolutely massive. So um yeah, I want New York minus five and a half against Arizona. That's minus 110 pretty much everywhere. And then my other pick is the Chargers minus three. Uh, you can get that at minus 110 over at Caesars uh, at the Titans. Um, I thought the Chargers offense looked pretty dang good last week. Obviously, you know, fishing on the ground, the Titans are a tough rushing matchup. But one thing the Titans are really terrible at is defending the pass, especially deep. And we know Justin Herbert has an absolute cannon. Keenan Allen, um, you know, looked really good. He was the only Chargers player with multiple targets of 20 plus yards. I think they're going to feed him deep. I could see Los Angeles winning this game by multiple scores, especially given, I mean, the Tennessee offense looked 
pretty bad. Like Hopkins was not generating much separation. Tannehill looked really rough last week. Uh, so yeah, love the Chargers minus three. I feel like do we just, like it? Just seems like these lines are very off from what we would expect for a lot of these games this week, Graham. Yeah. That's what I've sort of come into from my yeah. analysis. Like another game I was on, I'm on the Dolphins at minus two. I couldn't believe this. I saw the the Dolphins are a legit Super Bowl team, and the Patriots are not. And I don't understand. It's the second. So this is sort of why it's the opposite of why I like the Falcons. The Falcons had the second home game, the Packers second road game. This is the, the so the Patriots have that advantage this week. The Dolphins second road game, Patriots second home game. But I'm throwing that out the window because the Dolphins are just a really good football team. Their offense is electric. When two is healthy, Mike McDaniel is basically he's unstoppable this offense is unstoppable and i don't think the patriots are going to be able to do too much they slowed down the eagles a little bit mac jones had basically the best game of his career to keep this game a little close i don't know if they're going to be able to do that again two weeks in a row uh the dolphins minus two uh against new england i would have this at minus three and a half minus four uh it's sitting at two basically on Fanduel right now it's two and a half everywhere else um one of my favorite ones and then the other one i want to put in for the show this week uh, we're going to go with the old Wong teaser. Everyone loves the Wong teaser. Uh, we're going to do the chalk teaser of the week. We're going to take the Eagles. We're going to take the 49ers and a six-point teaser across the seven and the three on both of them. Uh, the, I don't know who's betting the Vikings, but uh, I think the Eagles were minus seven and a half to start. Uh, DraftKings had them at six and a half, so it's actually crossed the seven already uh, at one book. I don't know if that's going to follow. I don't know if Kenny Gainwell News is what's moving the line, um, but I'm firmly on the Eagles. They are light years better than the Vikings, who were extremely fraudulent last year. We saw that already take a step in week one, where they lose a one-score game after they went 11-0 in one-score games last year. They lost one to the Buccaneers. What are they going to be able to do against the Eagles? Come on. Uh, Eagles teaser, 49ers teaser, six-point. You can get that at minus 120 on DraftKings. I know some sites out there, if you do – Cross the seven and the three on the teaser. They juice the odds in their favor. DraftKings does not do that. Play your teasers on DraftKings. Graham, let's close out. What else is the final bet of the week you want to get down here? Yeah, I got on uh, Bengals at three this morning. I found a minus 115. I think it got juiced a little bit. Uh, and uh, I think it's up to three and a half in most spots. I'm just kind of buying a bounce back from Burrow. That's really what this kind of gums down to. Ravens are a little discombobulated. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is out for the season. I think their run game is going to suffer immensely without him. Like Gus Edwards is really their only like sustaining early down guy. Uh, we're not really sure about Mark Andrews either. I think this is a good spot to hop on Bengals. Uh, their defense will, will bounce back. Uh, this will be, a, a, I think, a low-scoring game. So if you want to like parlay and play Bengals in the under, I think that makes some sense for this spot. Uh, 46 and a half looks a, a little high, uh, given how bad these two offenses were in week one by and large, Brett, I'm with you though. I think we're going to see a lot better scoring this week. We'll see everything normalize a little more. Uh, but this game did stuck out, uh, is one that did look a little high to me. All right. So there were some sports bets for some of you who can't, or who aren't lucky enough to live in a sports betting state. We have the fantasy pick'em sites, prize picks, underdog. There's a couple others out there as well. Uh, so I've dialed up. A five pick. Uh, real quick, on prize picks on underdog, I tend to play the five picks. They are the best long-term odds. Uh, if you do like a two pick on prize picks, the year odds are like minus 137. You do a five pick based on how they pay out. 
it's like a minus 119. If you add in correlation too, then you're getting way ahead of what the actual lines are too. So I've got a little five pick for you with some correlation. Jake, I'm on your chargers here. I've got Herbert and Keenan Allen. Herbert over 291 and a half. Uh, Keenan Allen more than 67 receiving yards. Going to take a little stack on that one. Uh, if you same game parlay those, uh, you know, on a sports book, you get hit. Uh, the payouts don't change on either prize picks or underdogs. So a great way to uh, play correlated stacks instead of the same game parlay is on the fantasy pick'em sites. And I've got a trio of running backs. I think uh, lines are just way too low. Josh Jacobs, bell cow, right? He was way up there on the bell cow report. Uh, he is undisputedly back into the exact same role he was last year. Uh, I don't care that it's against Buffalo, that the game script might not go his way. Buffalo looked absolutely horrible. I think some of that was the Jets defense. Uh, the Raiders defense, not exactly the same, but 65 and a half for a guy who could legitimately threaten for 20 plus rushes every single game looks way too low. Bijan, I'm on, I'm on Atlanta. I don't care about Tyler Algier. He got a lot of his work in the fourth quarter as the closer, right? I don't know why, but I, I think Bijan's line at 64 and a half is way too low. And Miles Sanders sneakily uh, played a lot of snaps, ran the ball a lot, played pretty well. We saw Derrick Henry have a reasonable game. I think Miles Sanders, 50 and a half. This is disrespectful of the role that Miles Sanders currently has uh, going up against New Orleans. So 50 and a half of those. Those three running backs with a little correlation from Herbert and Keenan Allen. Uh, go get that on the prize picks. Jake, what's your fantasy pick and play of the week? Yeah, so over on underdog, I got uh, Tua over 270 and a half passing yards. They actually also have a, a promo deal where you can play Tua over 277 total yards, and that enters you for a shot to win, I think, just like 10K in cash. Yeah, um, I saw that. It's a great promo from underdog. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty great promo. Um, so, yeah, obviously love Tua this week. Um, I'm buying, you know, the Giants bounce back. I mean, Darren Waller is the number, the wide receiver one in New York. So I really like Darren Waller over 49 and a half receiving yards. I mean, he did lead the team in targets last week in a total disaster showing New York's not going to, not going to get shut out against Arizona. Um, so I'm leaning into, you know, the, uh, the giants, uh, making a bit of a comeback there. And then I like the Bengals. I like burrow over 263 and a half passing yards and Jamar chase over 79 and a half T Higgins also has a number, I think in the high fifties, low sixties. That's, that's pretty nice as well. So I really like the Bengals stacks to kind of round out my, uh, my pick four um, on underdog. Yeah. If you're uh, definitely try to get some sort of correlation with quarterbacks and wide receivers or something like that, when you play the fantasy pick them sites, it really pushes things in your favor. Uh, in my opinion, Graham, let's close out week two fantasy pick them for you. Yeah. I was trying to find a couple uh, books or excuse me, not books, but the pickums are a little slow to come out here. Uh, I have just two and my first one is Debo Samuel over 50 and a half. I think anytime Debo's floating in this like 49 to 50 range, he's going to make a lot of sense. And then you mix in the fact the Rams are going to have one of, I think by the numbers, by midseason, they're going to have one of the worst defenses uh, against wide receivers. Debo obviously has explosive yardage upside any given week. He suits it up. Uh, but 50 and a half over on prize picks looked a little low. The other one based on early projections that I'm working through that looked a little low is Chris Olave over 62 and a half. Uh, obviously was the number one wide receiver, number one target for Derek Carr this past week. Uh, Saints obviously are, are going to be looking to throw deep all season long. It's a big part of what they're going to be doing. Uh, they're going to be looking to throw deep, set up, uh, set up play action, set up the run game. Uh, Saints this week, 
Uh, Olave makes a, a ton of sense at the 62 and a half range. Panther, uh, they're playing the Panthers. No JC Horn. Uh, that's their best outside corner. Uh, my only concern with this prop is that the Panthers get smoked again and they don't, the Saints don't really have to throw too much. But just looking at median projection for the week, I think Olave's prop looks a little low on prize, prize picks. It could be like three receptions for Olave, too. So, like, it really could be, man. He is unbelievable. And you got to think maybe New Orleans realizes, hey, maybe Jamal Williams ain't it. Maybe we should throw the ball. Uh, might make some sense. So, I, I love these two. Uh, certainly willing to mix those in over on prize picks. Uh, that's going to do it for week two of the Prime Points show. You get some reaction to week one. You get some DFS. You get some sports betting. You get some fantasy pick them. You get the data tools. Uh, basically run the gambit early on Tuesday because really you don't want us just giving DFS picks on a Tuesday, even though this is a Roto grinder show and we do daily fantasy. But there's just there's so much injury news. There's so much else. We're trying to mix it up for you. Let me know. You can shoot me uh, a DM on Twitter uh, at Brit underscore Define. Uh, Brit underscore Divine. You can find Graham at Graham Barfield. You can find Jake at Jake Tribbity. You can find Fantasy Points at Fantasy Points. Now it's PTS. Someone else had Fantasy Points. You guys aren't ponying up. You didn't. You didn't do the. Uh, you didn't do the. The pay the guy off to get Fantasy Points. Yeah, we need to. We need to win the millie this week, Jake. You and I need to to make a lineup at the end of our of our show, and He's we need to win up. the millie. Yeah, and then we'll uh, we'll be good to go. Be able to buy the guy off. Yeah, you got to send him a DM. Be like, what is it going to take here? We'll give you the the free suite, the free data suite, uh, unlimited for the rest of your life if you you (laughs) switch it over to us. You got to negotiate with them. Uh, Anyway, guys, it's been a blast doing the show with you for the first two weeks. Looking forward to each week through the rest of the season. For Graham and Jake, I'm Britt. Thanks for watching, listening, and we out you. 